learn how to get comfortable being uncomfortable, that is the only way you'll grow. You know, they, I, I once heard that, that people bones have grown back stronger when they break. Yep. That's uncomfortable. That's a very uncomfortable feeling, but that is the only way to grow back stronger. So in order for you to grow and become stronger mentally, financially, sometimes physically, emotionally, you have to get uncomfortable, put yourself in uncomfortable situations. At one point I used to tell, I was, I used to tell people I was shy <laughs> until my mentor said, how long, how, when did you catch that? <laughs> so I had to get uncomfortable and learning how to communicate. You can't get anywhere in this world without learning how to communicate. So I would go in front of rooms, even though I was excruciating anxiety and I would speak. And so even growing, I, I didn't mind failing. I did a TEDx talk about the power of failure. And once you learn that failure is not final, it's just a part of the process. And here's the thing that I learned, Rochelle, Nobody knows you failed unless you tell them. Unless you tell them. <laughs> That's so true. So I don't, I've never mind failing. So get really comfortable being uncomfortable is what I want to leave everybody with. Welcome to the Million Dollar Equation Podcast, a podcast about the easiest, fastest way to build a million dollar business based on the best-selling book, The Million Dollar Equation. If you love business, each episode reveals all of the core fundamental essentials for growth. Now, Here's your host, Rochelle Shaw. So, uh, so tell us about that book. Yeah, so the my my second book, Full Time CEO, the shit they don't tell you. First of all, interesting concept of how I came up with the title. So one day I was listening to a, a popular radio morning show. And he was talking about a couple books and one of them was called, uh, unfuck yourself. And he talked about how he was going to also have, uh, you know, uh, a cuss word in the title of his book because it catches people's attention. And so I knew I wanted my book to be called full-time CEO, but I wanted a subtitle. And then I thought about, I'm like, you know what, when it comes to entrepreneurship, nobody ever talks about the ugly side. Everybody always has this glamour, uh, you know, I'm a self-made millionaire story. And I'm like, no, let me talk about the shit they don't tell you. And I was a little bit worried about what my mom was going to think when she saw <laughs> the word <laughs> shit in the title. And so I had her as the first person to proofread the, the original draft. And the first thing she did was put a bunch of question marks after the word shit or whatever. So and she was like, son, do you have to do that? I'm like, Ma, I have, I need people to really feel this. <laughs> <laughs> they need to feel it. And so needless to say, that became the title of the book and the book did very well. And I really break down the story of the struggle of entrepreneurship of the things that we don't think about but I also tell my story. Yeah. I talk about the things that I went through. I talk about things that people don't think about. Like it's, it's, it's interesting that a person will go out and rent an office before they get a customer. Uh, a person will go and, 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 and upgrade their vehicle before they, their, their LLC is even, you know, registered with the secretary of state. And so 
I talk about all of that, but the most important thing that a lot of people point out in the book is I talk about mindset. Like, I don't care how eloquently you speak, how pretty your vehicles are, how drip your clothing is and all of this new stuff people talk about. If your mindset is screwed up, because what happens is, is that people buy into you before they buy into your business. And I wanted people to buy into Will Roundtree as the person because then now I can offer them anything. I can collaborate with someone who has a clothing brand to someone who uh, is in e-commerce to someone like in any industry and bring it to my audience because of the, the groundwork that I've laid, but it all started with my mindset first. And so outside of just the struggles and how to start a business, how to run it, talking about uh, competition, pricing, Believe it or not, a lot of the things I learned at your workshops are in my book, a lot of those concepts and principles. And so, but that all comes back to, like I say, just being a student of the industry, being a, a lifelong student of forever learning how to become better, being humble enough to know I can always learn from everyone. And then I really try to share my experience and everything that I do so people know that I'm human. Although, yes, I, I know that I'm great because I have I tell myself this every day, but I, I tell people I'm just like you. I was on the other side. Only thing I did was execute it and was willing to fail multiple times to figure out what didn't work. Right. That's the only difference. I was willing to go through everything that didn't work and find the one thing that did. But, you know, when you talk, when you say it that way, like they go, oh, but but they're just unwilling to experiment. You know, school has done folks such an injustice. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because they've taught them that there's only one right answer. And if you really study hard enough, you'll get that one right answer. And in entrepreneurship, there's 15 right answers, right? And sometimes even like I talk about in the million dollar equation, that there's 85 ways to get a customer, right? And I go, you know, I don't do one way to get 85 people. I do 85 things to get one. Yeah. And I'm constantly doing all 85 so that when all those 15 ways are working, they're working to my advantage. And so many folks don't wanna take that risk. Like they just don't wanna take the risk. And so yeah. my question is always, well, well then what, what you trying to do? Oh, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm really trying to, you know, build this business. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're trying to protect your credit. You're trying to protect your, your life. You're trying lifestyle. You're trying to, you know, hold on to your, what's going on at your house. You know, there's a, there was a lot of change once I had Devin, you know, um, I did all of the telephone company stuff before her so that when I rebuilt it back, it was before her. <laughs> So then now, you know, once I had her that, yeah, I've spent the last 15 years at least um, maintaining a lifestyle because I can sleep on the floor. My kid can't sleep on the floor. Absolutely. You know what? I'm, I'm single mom here. So it would, it would be totally different if I had a partner, then yeah, you know, I would be running, I would be president basically. Right. Uh, right. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. That's that's just how fly I am. I would be running the world, but I dialed it back so that I could just 
maintain also because I was like, you know, I was a latchkey kid. Yeah. <laughs> I was by myself a lot. Um, it helped, you know, but I didn't want, I never missed my kids game practice dance class. I mean, I was there at Oliver and I got to document it. I was a late mom. So I wanted to see everything. I also was like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it to 60. I don't know if I'm gonna make it to 80. You know, 60, she's just graduating from high school. You know what I mean? So so I really wanted to make sure that I was there at every opportunity. Um, now that she'll be 17 uh, next month, <laughs> right? Wow. It's like, I finally like got to this point where I can break out of this, of this little scuba I was in, you know, just trying to preserve what I had. And so I'm willing to take more risks because you know, she's like, yeah, let's take the risk now. Like she's a total <laughs> entrepreneurial kid. But she also is that kid that says, you know, hi. Um, I said, what do you want for your birthday? She goes, let's go to Turks and Caicos for the week. <laughs> they get spoiled. They get spoiled. My son that one I got. Boy. I can't, I feel sorry for any man <laughs> that tries to date her. Uh, Cause she's, oh no, you know, can we have steak? Can we have, yeah, you know, and I'm like, well, sure, right? Because right. what is that? And mm, I feel bad for them. But but I say all that to say that, that, you know, that that mindset is is so important. And those fresh eyes, which is, you know, but I'm bummed, name of my court. And it's all about seeing those opportunities that come through. Because that's how you get there faster is by seeing the opportunities and taking advantage of the opportunities. So love that you took um, just your basic information of credit, did Credit is King, that book, and then your basic information of running your business and helping other people with that. Uh, what got you into real estate and all of these yummy real estate things that you're doing now with creative financing, buying it, you know, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, own nothing but control everything. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. All of these other things that that I've learned from you. And um, full disclosure, um, I also am a partner with Will. We're doing lots of lots of yummy things together, uh, making lots of money together, <laughs> uh, and changing the world, of course. While after we changed ourselves, but um, what got you into this space? Yeah, no. Uh, so I remember growing up. I was always around real estate. You know, my grandfather on my mom's side, um, you know, dropped out of school in like the fifth grade, mm. but he had over 45 properties he owned and owned two car washes. Oh. You know, my parents owned some real estate. My mother was a realtor part-time at one point. So I was always around it. I used to help my grandfather every summer go fix his houses and do all of these things. Now, one thing I will say, my grandfather was very cheap. I would work all week and he would give me 20 bucks. So that's probably why I was used to working and not making money. <laughs> As I became an adult, I was okay in the entrepreneurship life. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, so growing up around real estate and as I'm coming up in my uh journey and understanding credit and i started really getting into the the depths of understanding the concepts that robert kiyosaki talked about when it came to rich dad poor dad you know and so it really is a simple concept you know you leverage debt 
to buy debt that will appreciate in value, but then also make you money. And it was an ingenious concept. And so I remember listening to one of his interviews. He said he bought a, a, a property for about $20,000. He needed a 20% down. He didn't have any money, but he used, he had a credit card. So he took the 4,000 off the credit card, bought the property, the bank financed the other 80% and it made him money every month, even after he covered all his expenses. And I'm like, why, why is nobody teaching us this? So I went out, tested out that concept and was able to purchase my first property. So I bought my very first investment property for $25,000. That was like the entire cost of the property, less than what most people spend for a vehicle that makes them no money. Right. So bought the property, had to put very little into it for rehab or uh, renovation. And that property was paying me about $980 a month. My payment on that 25,000 was about 300 bucks. So I was still making after taxes, insurance, about $400 and some change. So I'm like, I'm going to make about four, uh, $4,800 a year for doing nothing. So all I had to do was learn how to repeat that cycle. So I said, you know what, let me get good at finding great deals because that's the thing in business and in life, you have to learn how to find good deals. And so I started learning how to find good deals. And then I started really learning the strategies of leveraging debt. I started understanding wealthy people buy real estate because of the because of several concepts of I can park my money in something that's going to make me money every single month. And if I need liquid, I can borrow against it tax free. They were speaking my language. They didn't have to sell <laughs> me on it like because I knew again, the only way economics is economics. It's the study of wealth. Right. And. It, 90 plus percent of wealthy people have real estate in their portfolio. McDonald's doesn't make their bulk of their money from the burgers. It's the real estate. The real and so estate. real estate is all around us. The schools we go to, the, the churches we go to, the mosques, the, 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 the buildings, the houses we live in. And I started to also learn, Rochelle, that no matter what neighborhood the house is in because a lot of people are scared to buy in inner cities people need somewhere to stay and then there started being things called gentrification in the yep. in the inner city or in the hoods those started to become the gold mines of most cities because they wanted to get back in those neighborhoods yep. so i started following the trend wealthy people were buying up houses very cheap increasing the value and now i have houses where i pay 2500 that are worth 150,000 so so yeah so being around real estate was an eye opener even though i didn't know at the time much about it cuz i didn't take the time to learn about it but as i started growing into my journey of entrepreneurship started studying business started studying wealth and economics real estate is a major part of every wealthy person's portfolio so why wouldn't i participate especially once i learned i could do it with without using my own money right it, it was like a no-brainer so and and i often and i have this line i say if you can master fifth grade math you can become wealthy 
It's yep. really fifth grade math. It's multiplication, addition, division, decimals, and of course, commas, because we got to have commas and <laughs> got to have commas. Got to have right? commas. And so, got to yeah, have commas. Definitely. No, I love it. I love it. Hey, 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 MDE Nation. <laughs> have you grabbed the original, the OG book, the book that started it all? the book, The Million Dollar Equation. That was my original passion project where everybody kept asking me, Michelle, tell me how you rebuilt back your million dollar business. How in the world did you come back from losing it all? How in the world did you do it? And I sat and I spent two weeks and I wrote The Million Dollar Equation. So it sounds exactly how I talk. If you put my voice to it while you're reading it, you will feel the essence of me. But you will also learn some really great valuable lessons on how to build your own million dollar business. Yep, you can grab it right there on Amazon. So even, even, you know, the, the, um, one of the things that, that I love to do is just like with you break down really complex stuff into simple things. So even when I got to, to, uh, partner with you on some things, it was like, wait a minute. So we just need, you know, so many, you were doing credit repair before, but now what do you call it? You call it credit, what credit optimization, optimization so that they can get in position, right? Like when I heard you say that, like it just changed the game for me. Like when you said to get in position, I'm like, Oh, all I could hear was Beyonce, right? Get in formation. Oh, like, oh, 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 right. But it's like, yes, just to get in position, making sure that you have the right credit mix, the right, so that you can get the most money from the bank. So that when you go shopping, y'all aren't listening here, but when you go shopping, instead of getting one, you can get three. <laughs> instead of getting three, you can get five. Like, like why would you ever go the traditional route of, ooh, okay, now that I own my home, now I need to put 20% down and I want the one next door to me so that, no, 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 you want ones that are great deals. So I loved um, that you said you you got good at finding great deals. You know, so many people are trying to get good at being seen, right? Mm. So many people are trying to get good at posting a, a, a video like this, you know, on TikTok. <laughs> you know, so many people are, are, are getting good at the wrong things. Mm. It's like, how about you get good at finding great deals? That's, that's phenomenal. Because I understand that in your program, um, not only do you have that credit optimization piece, right, but then you have great deals inside there too. Yeah. So I uh, put together something called REI 90, which stands for real estate investing. And my goal is to teach you what you need to know the basics about how to invest in your first property in 90 days or less. But here's the thing. Usually we already know statistically 90 plus percent of the people that invested anything aren't going to do anything but what i tried to do my best job at rochelle was eliminating their their guesswork so not only am i going to teach you the basics of how to evaluate a deal i'm going to give you access to everybody who you need to be successful in real estate 
So, hey, here's why you need to have a property manager. Here's why you need to have an insurance agent. Here's here's my bank partner. Here's a wholesaler. Here's a realtor. Here's a, a, a home inspector. So essentially, you know, every single component and every single step, because a lot of times people get information and they just run out there, but they don't know where to even start. I'll let you know exactly where to start, how to start and what the end goal should look like and everything in between. And then, uh, of course, you know, if they want something a little more personalized, you know, we can always do one on one. But really, my main purpose of doing that is because a couple reasons. So I teach a strategy called buying and holding, which is, you know, being a landlord. And a lot of people are scared of that because they see themselves really being a landlord. I tell people most of my properties, I don't even know what they look like. <laughs> I've never stepped foot inside. I don't deal with the tenants. So imagine building a real estate portfolio, paying you, you know, as I like to call it, mailbox money for doing nothing. So whether I'm on the beach, whether I'm at my son's, whatever we're doing, every single month on the first, I get a check deposited, you know? And so the second thing is that most people, and I was actually just having this conversation, Rochelle, I think that it has been a disservice on marketing to black people in our communities, real estate. And here's why they've only marketed to us being rehabbers and flippers. Why it's no wealth in that. Every time you turn on the television or you go on the internet, you always see one of us with the hammer, a hard hat. Like how come we're never the, 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 the syndicators, how come we're never the ones talking about the wealth? Because you can't build wealth in real estate by selling everything. Nope. You, you you have nothing to control. The nope. wealth comes in the asset. And right. so that's another reason why I, I wanted to put together the REI 90 because the real wealth is in the ownership. Uh, that's so true. That's so true. Like I, I was, I was uh, one of the things that, you know, people always want to want to open a restaurant, right? And I tell them like, okay, the, where you get paid in the restaurant business is when you sell it at the end. Yeah. Right. Like the whole time that you're working it, it, you're just, you're just continuously building wealth, continuously investing back in it so that you have some goodwill. You've got a good name and you need to buy that property that the, that it's at, right? So that all of that can appreciate at one time so that when you actually do sell it, you've got the wealth, but the, but the, but the wealth comes from, and this is one of the things that you taught me that it, it changed my life when you said it, right. And that the wealth comes from having that asset sitting there. And at any time I can go get hundred thousand tax free. I don't have to pay no taxes on no. invested in a new property that's paying me money that pays that other property back so that I'm just moving the money around and I don't have to pay any tax. Cause, cause you know, my rule is I'm paying 749, right? Donald Trump paid 750. <laughs> I'm paying 749. That's what I'm paying. I'm not paying more than I have to legally pay. And right. so once you showed me that, oh man, it meant that that I could stay where I'm at for a little while longer while I get that deal done. So that's like, 
I, I can't wait to get the deal done. Like, like literally, like I don't sleep at night because yeah. it's, I see in REI 90, the list of properties there that are available. And literally I go and look at them. Is this one still available? <laughs> this one's still they, they go pretty fast. Of course, right? Because <laughs> they they're great fast. deals. And so, right. you know, there's nowhere else where not only do you get number one, you know, you get to know how this, the inside works, right? And it's not just how the inside works, but you teach them in the program how to apply it right now in that, okay, so you got a, a credit line of $40,000. Here's four properties you can go and buy right now that have renters that are in there. Yeah, it's key properties. Come on, knock it off. Knock it off. Yeah. It should be a thousand people in this program. I'm going to just say it. Well, well, you know, (laughs) but, but here's what happens, right? Right, right. Just like in that room that you were in, that you only came Saturday. Okay. Uh, 10 years ago, invested everything. And now you have the fruits from all of that stuff, right? The same people that were in that room, I can tell you that three of them have fruits from that weekend. Wow. Three. There was 28 people. Wow. Right? Sounds about right statistically. Right, 10%, right? So I wanna be that 1%, that 10%. Um, And I'm okay that there's not a thousand people in there. Because I'm gonna go get four and five properties. <laughs> right, more for us. <laughs> yeah, more for us. And you know what? Uh, because we are implementers, we get the fruits of our labor, right? We get the spoils. We get the. Um, I always say that you know entrepreneurship. Uh, you know, I've got my kids' college fund on the line because I still want her to go, right? I want Absolutely. her to go just so that she can mature. Mm-hmm. A college is truly so that you can figure out how to set a goal and how to achieve a goal. So that's Absolutely. what college is for. Um, the other thing is that it keeps her, you know, having some fun as long as possible because being an adult is, it's, it's, it's a lot. And so I just want her to have that maturity. Um, but if we put our retirements on the line, our kids' college funds on the line, then we should be able to read all of those amazing benefits with no nothing you know that there's no limit to it there's no nothing so i'm okay that there's not a thousand people in the way as you put it that way hey i'm i'm fine with that too because it's more deals for us more deals for us and (laughs) at the end of the day you know what um here's what i know is that if a thousand people, then they're gonna ruin it for us. Like that they're gonna true. do something, they're gonna screw it up. They mess they're up gonna... my bank plug. They gonna right. mess up my relationships. <laughs> right, know? that that you spent all of this time creating, right? Uh, I, I always uh, say that when I do uh, interviews with folks that I know that we have to put subtitles at the back. So plug means that he has a relationship <laughs> with the bank. <laughs> Uh, And we don't want them screwing up that relationship, right? right? We want to be able to that when you refer us, that they make us first in line, that they don't look at at all of our, well, they look, but that they 
that they believe in us, right? Definitely. Um, we don't need them scrutinizing every deal and not, you know, that that slows down. Money loves speed. And so if in fact we get too many people that aren't doing what they need to do, you know, that's why we still limit it every single month. You know, we only will put 60 people in the program at a time so that everybody can have opportunities. So we're going to be all right. Um, but I don't know why they're not doing their thing. Um, (laughs) you know, they're, they're just silly, but most people, you know what? I mean, it's, it's the same thing that I think you started off today's conversation with. And that is that, you know, you fixed your mindset, you know, you asked the right questions. And I always, I always say that I was the guy, um, from the movie big, right. When Tom Hanks was like, yeah, excuse me. Like this does not make sense to me. Right. That, that was me going, Ooh, this doesn't make sense. So, so make it make sense to me. Tell me again, why are we doing this? Um, you know, my mother drove her nuts. You know, as a kid, because I'd be like, yeah, no. And why are we still doing this? Stuff? No, uh-uh. Right. And she'd say, because I said so. <laughs> but there's so many right. people out there still believing in because I said so. So so my father told told the best story, right? And he said, yeah, you know, when your mom was, uh, when we first got married, now I know he was lying. But anyway, because it's a well-known joke. But, you know, I was a little kid. I didn't know. Right? right. And so they were divorced. And he's like, yeah, when your mom was married. You know, I went to her and I told her to make the ham. And so I asked her, you know, can you make the ham? And I was watching her make the ham and she cut the sides off of the ham. And I was like, hey, that's extra food. Why are you cutting the sides off the ham? She's like, well, cause that's how my mom taught me how to do it. So then I met your grandma and I asked your grandma, you know, hey, why do you cut the sides off the ham? And she said, well, that's how my mom taught me how to do it. So when I talked to your great grandma, I asked her, hey, why do you cut the sides off of the ham? And she said, cause I didn't have a pan big enough. Mm. fit the hand but so how many times are we just doing just because i said just because because things that they had to do back in the day right that we don't have to do anymore so my other favorite one is people when they go in a hotel room like they skeeve the hotel room right they're like oh my gosh i bring my own sheets i bring why like if it like, first of all, if your immune system is that weak that you're going to get sick from a hotel room. You shouldn't be in a hotel room. <laughs> you shouldn't be in a hotel room. But make sure that you pay enough that why would you bring your own shit? But back in the day when we couldn't really afford nice hotel rooms, right? We would have to do those things. So I just, I watch so many people doing shit, right? My favorite word. Um, that they shouldn't be doing anymore. And really what they should be doing is, is researching not only this person that's talking credit, but the person that they learned it from, which is you. Uh, they need to be following you at Mr. Will Roundtree, every place. Um, they need to be getting, grabbing your books, Credit is King and full-time CEO. Uh, and they need to come on with us and get into this real estate space with us if they want to win. I would agree. <laughs> so um, here's my two favorite questions. First one is, tell me about your favorite client ever that you ever worked with. Oh man, so I have a client. He go, he's he's named he's he's called the infamous Tommy. 
And that's because I've been telling this story for the past four or five years. So Tommy came to me uh, as a one-on-one -on -one coaching client and about three, four weeks into coaching, he lost his job. Mm. And so he called me up, he said, Will, I lost my job. So I'm just sitting there silent. And he said, hello, hello, you there? I was like, yeah, I'm here, I can hear you. He was like, I just told you I lost my job. I said, okay, Tommy. Well, first thing I could tell you is we have a no refund policy. So <laughs> you're not getting your money back. Yep. But I did, but then I proceeded to say, but then you, you told me this is what your goal is. So are you going to let that stop you? Because you said you want to leave corporate America anyway. So now we're sink or swim. You got your wish. And so fast forward, Tommy literally implemented every single thing I asked him to do to a T. And now he owns three investment properties. He's bought two businesses that he learned how to leverage credit. And he's been able to acquire all of these things with no money out of his own pocket. He retired his wife. I mean, that is probably one of my best stories just because someone who hit bottom didn't let that determine his outcome. And he didn't use that as an excuse. He didn't say, why me? He didn't say, because I told him, I was like, Tommy, this is this is going to be a hard journey. Yeah. So, you know, are, are, you know, are you built for this? He was like, well, I've tried everything else that didn't work. Why wouldn't I try this? <laughs> so, Look at that infamous the, Tommy, right? That, the and infamous that's, that's, Tommy. I think you have to get to that point. Um, I keep trying to tell people don't get to that point, but I can see it always. You know, I spend more time. It's never the marketing. It's always fixing always always you know, can can i charge that much rochelle can we really do that can we really and i just i'm like I, they have to borrow my confidence for a while yeah so i'm just like okay here you go let's do it all right second question then um what do our listeners need to do right now to get in position for the end of the year like to make this the best year ever so the first thing they have to do is get out of denial that things are going to get better by just letting it try to get better. <laughs> you know, I think that is probably the biggest disease that people have. They think manifest. I think the secret has kind of ruined our society, that that documentary. Like everybody uses the word manifestation. Look, you still have to work. Yeah. You can't manifest without execution. You know, faith without works is dead. Secondly, <laughs> we have to have this paradigm shift of understanding the power of credit. You know, find a professional. I tell people, if you want to have an A team of success, you need to understand and have a credit professional in your corner. You need to have a tax professional in your corner. You need to learn how to source deals. You need to get into a network. You need to personally develop. So, I mean, I could list a million things on what people need to do, but let me give them the cheat code and because everybody say they looking for wealth or that generational wealth. Let me give them the cheat code right here and I can end with this. If you can master these three pillars of wealth, you'll, you'll create wealth. And that's understanding credit, funding, and assets. I call it the, the the triangle of wealth, the, the credit and assets. You learn to master those three things, which ironically, this is what we teach. 
<laughs> so they don't even have to go and look for it. Right. I, I, this is what I teach. Uh, I'm telling you, when you master those things, you'll never work for money another day in your life. No. Ever. No. no. So, yeah. No, I love it. I love it. And of course, we could go on forever, ever, forever, ever, ever. But I know you're busy sourcing new deals and got a lot of other stuff to do. Um, so any last words to those that are listening? Well, tell them all of it. It's at Mr. Will Roundtree, right? Yes. At Mr. Will Roundtree across all social media platforms. Got it. Got it. That's how they can find you. Um, any, any last words for them? Yeah. I always want to leave with this. And I know some may have heard this. Some may have not. When you learn how to get comfortable being uncomfortable, that is the only way you'll grow. You know, they, I, I once heard that, that people bones have grown back stronger when they break. Yep. That's uncomfortable. That's a very uncomfortable feeling, yep. but that is the only way to grow back stronger. So in order for you to grow and become stronger mentally, financially, sometimes physically, emotionally, you have to get uncomfortable, put yourself in uncomfortable situations. At one point I used to tell, I was, I used to tell people I was shy <laughs> until my mentor said, how long, when did you catch that? <laughs> so I had to get uncomfortable and learning how to communicate. You can't get anywhere in this world without learning how to communicate. So I would go in front of rooms, even though I was excruciating anxiety and I would speak. And so even growing, I, I didn't mind failing. I did a TEDx talk about the power of failure. And once you learn that failure is not final, it's just a part of the process. And here's the thing that I learned, Rochelle, Nobody knows you failed unless you tell them. Unless you tell them. <laughs> That's so true. So I don't, I've never mind failing. So get really comfortable being uncomfortable is what I want to leave everybody with. I love it. I love it. That's why he's one of my favorites. He's one of my favorites, uh, Dr. Mr. Will Roundtree. You know, I, I have, I'm so used to saying doctor. Um, <laughs> Hey y'all, hang on one second and I'll be right back with my message to Devin. Hey MDE Nation, I have some openings to work with me and my team on building your own million dollar business. Or if you already have the million dollar business, you wanna add another two or 10. <laughs> hey, let's spend some time together. The easiest, fastest way is to make sure it's a good fit is to go check out my free training how to add another million to your business this year, right? You can go grab it for free um, by going to www.627figures.com. The number six, T-O, number seven, figures.com. You will see the three easiest things you can do in your business right now to get to the million faster and see kind of how my brain works and how we actually work with our private clients. I'm excited to help you add that extra million to your bottom line. Let's have some fun. Hey, hey, hey. So now it's my message to Devin. You know, Devin, listening to Will 
uh, he had so much great advice, right? And it's all stuff that you've heard me say before. Um, here's what I don't want to happen is that you have to hit rock bottom before you start making better decisions. So I want you to practice making decisions. This is my message to you. Practice making decisions, practice making hard decisions faster. That's how you get better, right? So Tony Robbins said, you know, how do I make great decisions? He's like, mm, because I learned to make great decisions. They said, well, how'd you do that? He said, by making a whole bunch of bad decisions, <laughs> right? And so you never get good at something until you've done it a couple of times. So I tease everybody, you know, I want you to think about Devin when you first started playing volleyball, how terrible. And that we used to just giggle and we got so excited when you just got the ball over the net, right? And how you got better and how the practice got better. How when you first started dancing and, and your hands would be turned over and you learn to have them be beautiful hands and beautiful feet that you have now. Um, because you have to just do things often and, and part of life and part of being a leader is so many people stop making decisions for themselves. They start allowing the job to dictate when they can take time off. They start, you know, because the professor said, I can't do this. And so my suggestion to you and my advice to you is to start asking, you know, do what Grandpa Richard taught you in the, the 10 minute conversation and the $200 conversation um, to get the things that you want so that you can create the life of your dreams. I love you for free, my sugar. You, you are my absolute favorite. You know you're my favorite because I tell you every day, but, but I want the world to know that Devin Adelie is my favorite, is my favorite in the world. Uh, thank you so much for watching the podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for sharing the podcast. Uh, just the, 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 I read every email. I read every mail. I read every comment, even the snarky ones. And you think I care about you? <laughs> I just read them so I can giggle and have a great, great day. And, uh, I love you for free. We'll see you next time on the million dollar equation podcast.